Cheers. So, Brett, we're getting to the end of 2023 for Two Drinks Cinema. So what are we going to do for 2024? Well, as our Christmas list has proved, Mm. going just by anniversaries isn't great. Yeah, Bill Murray. (laughs) Yeah, Will Ferrell. So, I had an idea. Okay. Listeners... Mm. Let us know what movie you want us to review. Yeah, yeah. We are going to put all the movies into a hat. Yep. I have a Willy Wonka-style hat, so there's a movie reference. Oh, okay. And then we'll just pull one out each week. Will it also come with, like, a child that was killed in a chocolate factory? No, it won't. Okay, that's good. Or any bubblegum or any dancing Oompa Loompas. It won't come with that. Okay. Hugh Grant or otherwise. All right. Okay. So So, people should write in and say, hey... Brett, I don't think you've done enough Bette Midler movies. How about you do this yeah. one? Yeah. If they are going to write in, yeah. make sure they do it on a stamped self-addressed envelope. <laughs> yeah. So people can send it back to us. That's going to be 2024. Good. We've got some Random. on our list already. We've already actually got one listener suggestion. Really? Prior to this idea coming to Great. us. Right. So if you want us to review your movie. Yep. Then get onto us on the socials or comment on the YouTube channel and let us know what you want to hear from us in 2024. Yeah, we'll give you a shout out. Yeah. Thanks, Mm. Brett. Thanks, Lee. Thanks, listeners. Welcome to Two Out of Three Recommend. I'm Lee. And I'm Brett. We're two brothers out of three getting together to chat and recommend drinks, movies, shows and things to keep you busy. Welcome to another episode of Two Out of Three Recommend. Hello, Brett. Hello, Lee. How are you? Good, thank you. We are now on a new feed. If you are listening to this in the Two Drink Cinema feed, there's been a couple of another changes. If you're listening to this in the Two Drink Cinema feed, then this is a bonus. Uh, But if you like it, click on the link in the episode description to get over to the Two Out of Three Recommend feed. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of technical things going on there cool. as we work out our new structures and our new formats. Yep. So Good. if you're a two-drink cinema fan, you'll still get one a week. If you're a two-out-of-three recommend fan, you'll get one a week. Cool. What drink right. would you like to recommend to me today? It's your well, turn to recommend a drink. Last time we talked about how I went to a beer festival on Don't Drink Beer. Yes. But, so I thought I would bring along something that I discovered at that thing that's not beer. You only dis- I know of this, Bilsons, yeah. but you've just kind of discovered well, it. Well, I knew that they were a cordial kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know then they had alcohol. Well, yeah, cordial and alcohol's a winner. Um, so I brought along, they have so many different flavours, it's ridiculous. And they are very Victorian. Yes. Uh, handcrafted in Beechworth. Yeah. I have had these recommended to me before, mm-hmm. but I haven't tried this flavour. There's a lot of different flavours. I've tried... And the ginger beer they've got that's pretty good, but I couldn't find that in the bottle shop. <laughs> um, I've tried the, I think just like a raspberry one. There is some sort of raspberry one. There's like Portello, sarsaparilla, grapefruit, watermelon. Oh, I want to have a go at the Portello one. Yeah. but And I also just like how they look. Yeah, yeah, they're cool. It's quite gay. Um, and what? And it is Pride Month. There you go. So happy Pride, Bilson. Dumb to all our friends out there. <laughs> that is so the like. You have no idea, Lee. I'm obsessed. Well, everyone is obsessed with the song. People like I was at the it's pub Friday now, night. You know, people were using it 
to say hello. Yeah. People are like, how are you feeling? It's like, oh, feeling very padam. And it's a good thing, yeah? Padam, padam. Yeah. I feel it. It's a it's the right. sound of your heart beating. Kylie's new song, and which we do recommend. Listing. We will translate that for you in the, in, in the future. Um, any heterosexuals listening, just listen to Kylie. It doesn't make you gay. This last song is pretty gay, though. There's a new meme. She knows what she's doing. There's a new meme format that's come out. And people are taking moments from media, TV, film, uh, music, etc., mm-hmm. that have been their sexual awakening moments. Oh, yep, 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 yep. Um, and then it says, a rainbow T-shirt at Target won't turn you gay, oh. but Gillian Anderson as Dana Scully might. <laughs> I saw like one. Pictures of her looking hot in her FBI suit yeah. and stuff. I saw one today that was... Rainbow T-shirt at Pride won't make you gay, but Tom Holland's ass in spandex will. (laughs) Yep, I saw that one as well. Um, So uh, a rainbow uh, fruit tangle from Bilson's Bilson's. might not make you gay, but don't drink it while you're listening to Padam. Because then it will. Because then it will. Then there's like a chemical reaction. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, the cans open well. That's always a plus. Let's go. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. I'm all for that. It, because it's got the flavour of, like, the Fruit Tingle cocktail, but it also has the fizziness of the actual Fruit Tingle mm. lolly. And um, but we will, it's got an A in it, so it, in, copyright's okay. In the future, listeners, we will probably um, try something that isn't for people with a sweet tooth. Yeah, but it's also, like, it's what we recommend. Yeah. And it's probably the second brother that has the least sweet tooth. That's true. He's a beer drinker and a mm. coffee drinker. So the more bitter drinks I like are it. his. It's very I do easy like to it. drink as well. Uh, lucky there's four of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's chat about what we recommended last week. Yes. So I recommended to you Jury Duty or, is, and general listeners. It is the best show I've watched in a very long time. Thank you. Good. <laughs> When after I, we stopped I win this episode. After we stopped recording, I thought I'll watch a couple of episodes and you said, Oh, I'm happy to watch again. Yeah, I'll watch it again. But then yeah. you went home and so Shane and I watched another couple of episodes and then watched all of it. Yeah. And we were up till one o'clock in the morning. It's hilarious. Mm. But also so well done. Yeah. The and the guy, he is the best man in the world. Yeah, the way he goes along with things, and it's just yep. like the the weird guy that's got all the gadgets. Oh, yeah. He's just like, yeah, give it a go, guy. mate. Give yeah. it a, you know. Yeah, he just like is super supportive of everyone. Yeah. And he's just like the guy that has the girlfriend that's cheating. He's just like, oh, maybe she's cheating on you. Maybe move on. Maybe say something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's on the phone to her. Like, yeah, yeah, trying to help him great. out and trying to help her and... Um, he's just, they had actually just found the best bloke in the world. Mm. Um, and I feel like he should have gotten more money than he did. Yeah, well, I think he'll be all right now. Well, I, I looked, I have now, I now follow him on Instagram. Right. Um, and you can see the moment when his Instagram turns. Yeah. When the show comes out. Cause it's just like, oh, beach, beach, dog, dog, dog. Here's me talking to Mario Lopez. Yes, red carpet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And now he's got like 300,000 Instagram followers. So, yeah, he'll be fine. He was in an ad with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, really? Yeah, for a um, a mobile phone company, I think. Okay. Um, Something, you know, and the joke was like, oh, I still feel like there's cameras around me and I'm being watched. And then the company was like, well, we won't be checking up on you. Something Uh, like that. And Ryan Reynolds hugged him. So that's probably the best thing that's happened because of the show. Okay. Getting a hug from Ryan Reynolds, I'd say. Yeah. A rainbow T-shirt in Target might not turn you gay. Getting a hug from Ryan Reynolds (laughs) might. Um, So I am 100% confirming uh, your recommendation of Jury Duty on Amazon Prime. I would have liked the last episode to go a bit longer. Oh, like the kind of behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, I feel like there also wasn't... I feel like the revelation to him could have been bigger. Yeah. His reaction wasn't big. Like, I'm, they probably were like, well, what if he's just like, oh, my God. What if he flips reaction? out? Yeah. 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 Cause, and I kept saying as we were watching it, it must have been so hard to cast because you've got yeah. to cast someone likable but also potentially entertaining that isn't going to... But someone that's going to be, like, outward and stuff. You yeah. couldn't be someone that's just, like, really quiet because then they're not going to... They're not going to chat to him. people. Yeah. But also not too outgoing that they're going to almost steal the show. Yeah. Because if they just spent their whole time talking, there's no space for James Marden, Marsden's to be an absolute dickhead. Yeah. Um, or for that guy to fall. when <laughs> <laughs> the shelves fall and he's injured. Um yeah, so they did very well in casting it. I wonder if they'll do another one. That's what I was thinking, like, because I think it's been very successful. Yeah. and It's the number one show on Prime at the moment. I was like, but how can you? Because now are people then going to suspect that it is, especially if, you know, if there's it's so duty. much yeah. ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Or do they do... Something else like that, but it's not jury duty. It's 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 they're yeah. in some other sort of thing, but I don't know what that would look like. Yeah, because jury duty, I think, is unique in that you are told you have to do it. Yeah. So if you know, if I just got a letter and said, "Oh, you've been selected to be that part of the crew that picks up paper on the side of the road." And then they're making a yes. documentary. Like, that's not a thing that you are forced into unless, obviously, you're the criminal that yeah. needs to do the community service. But And I, it's an easy way to something to find out if you've done it before without sounding like that's a stupid question. You know, it's like, yeah. because you know going in, you're applying to be on a documentary about jury duty. So is it like getting asked on that questionnaire, have you done it before, isn't out of the yes. norm? And they obviously want someone that hasn't done it because they, they'll they be like, we weren't allowed to do this yeah. last time. This is not how jury duty works. Yeah. James Marsden doesn't do jury duty. I think the best person in the show, though, was the bailiff woman. Yeah. So funny. But also, like, he still thought she was a real cop at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was all revealed. They're all actors. Here's that, like... Even until, like, he saw the production booth with everyone yeah. in it, he's like, wait, you're not a cop? <laughs> yeah. 
the other fun bit that was hilarious is when they went out to to eat or whatever. Oh, and they went to Margaritaville, <clears throat> the T-shirt. <clears throat> the t- oh, my God. <laughs> That's on Urban Dictionary now, that word. Oh, really? It wasn't a word before, uh, but it's on Urban Dictionary now. Oh, gosh. Something, I don't know, I shouldn't say it. No, shouldn't. I'll get cancelled <laughs> for a fictional word. My, one of my favourites was the old lady. The kept falling asleep. Yeah, and yeah. then when she had the Dexies or whatever, <laughs> she was like, and the judge is like, are you going to stay awake? She's like, yeah. I'm, and then she's winking at the judge, I'm going to stay awake. Oh my God. Craziness. Oh. Um, so, yes, watch Jury Duty. I have. Okay, <laughs> listeners, watch Dury, J- Jury Duty. Mm. I recommended to you and the listeners, yep. more the listeners though, yep. to watch anything by Mike Flanagan on Netflix. Yes. So I started watching The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, that's I the one I haven't the watched. The first yet. one? Okay. Oh, okay. I don't know. It was just older than the other things I saw. On his own. Yeah. So I watched, started watching it. Um, look, I'm not a fan of horror. Yes. I also won't fully judge it because I haven't got through the whole series. Okay. But a lot of it is what I don't like about horror. Yeah. And we did say in our last episode, if you are a fan of horror, you will like this. Yeah. If you are not, you yeah. may not. So the acting's pretty average. Oh, really? In this one. Okay. The only, and I was like, no, nah, I'm going to watch it at night and I'm going to focus and I'm going to knock it on my phone. Yeah. But then it was like, oh, I've seen that guy in something before. So I had to get on my <laughs> phone to look up who that woman was and she was in Grey's Anatomy. And, you know, it's like blah, blah, blah. So it's also, I think, very slow. And I think that there is a difference between building suspense. And being slow. And being slow. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've watched five episodes, and I'm pretty sure it's like a 10-episode series. Five's enough. Like, you could have yeah. got through... There should be some scary shit thing, by now. There's these parents, there's five kids, one episode per kid, done. I think the Midnight Mass one that I watched most recently, I thought that was a little bit slow in parts. Yeah. But there was an episode occasionally where, like, something happened... And you're like, oh, okay, I want to keep watching. Yes, because that's what of it that. is. Yeah, uh, and I think in a movie, building, I think building suspense works better in a movie sense. It's, I think it's harder to do in a quote limited series mm, mm. because people can switch off. Yep, every hour you give actually pe- give people the opportunity to leave. Yeah, and so I think what he did probably better. And Midnight Mass, his his third series so he probably learned a little bit mm. but also netflix should be telling him that for series one yeah like that's why you have showrunners that are experienced mm. Mm. so yeah he put a couple of things at the end of a couple of slower episodes that make you go oh fuck shit's happening yeah it makes you want to watch more it's also there's just a couple of things that are a bit unbelievable like you're not this one of the kids involved in this thing is not going to be a psychologist. You haven't sorted your own fucking shit out. Okay, yeah. Like I'm just like, how can you be a child psychologist? And there's some weird thing, and she touches things, and she can see the future, or 
I don't know. It was a bit, I was like, I don't know, quite know what's going on with that. That's why I was like, I won't judge until I get to the end and maybe it'll explain it. But at the same time, I don't know if I want to get to the end. <laughs> so if you don't like horror, don't watch Haunting of Hill House. And also, H- Henry Thomas is in it. Is he in any other ones? Who's he? The kid from E.T. Uh, no, I don't think so. He was a much better actor when he was 10. Oh, yeah. I don't think... He wasn't great. Was Kate Siegel in it? You probably don't know. No. Oh, maybe. Oh, Henry Thomas has been in eight of Mike Flanagan's projects. There you go. He played Jack Torrance in Doctor Sleep. Yes. Uh, He was also in... uh, So they were in Ouija. He was in Ouija, Origin of Evil. Mm-hmm. And in Gerald's Game, which is based on a Stephen King book, which I didn't know was Mike Flanagan. He played the young Hugo Crane in The Haunting of Hill House. Yep. Jack Torrance in Doctor Sleep and was in The Haunting of Bly Manor. Right. He was in Midnight Mass. Here you go. Oh, he was in Midnight Mass. Yeah, right. But he was older. Right. Um, okay. Because of the way the story works, which I won't give you okay. as a spoiler. Um, um, and then he's been in... Something else. Yeah. the act, he, His acting's not great. None of the acting in it is particularly good. And also, I don't really like any of the characters. Okay. So... So, don't watch it. Uh, if you like it, you like it. I just wasn't a huge fan. Okay. Because it was slow. I kept, I kept, like... It wasn't hooking me in, which is kind of, I think, what suspense horror should do. But I also think TV needs to do that now. Yeah. The... the Pressure you have to on give TV. me things so I'm not on my phone. But also the pressure on TV, any actual form of visual entertainment these days, is to hook people. They have to be better at hooking people because I've got eight subscription services. Yes. And the cinema. Like there's a lot of other things I could be watching other than a show that you haven't written well enough to hook me. Yeah. So I we've said it before a number of times on Tutoring Cinema and all of our podcasts, that if you don't hook me early, bad luck. I got through 10 minutes of a show. I couldn't watch it. And don't tell me, oh, it gets good in episode four. Nope. No. We've been criticized by people for only watching 20 minutes of Wednesday. It's like, oh, but it gets so much better. Yeah, but I I might go back to that. But at the same time, no. Like, I might have not been in the right mood for it. But but uh, I've also got so much shit to watch. I haven't even finished The Good Place. Like, I've got so much. Yeah, I'm restarting it. Um, God. I've got so much to watch that if half an hour of Wednesday doesn't grab me, I'm not going to give it all my time. Also, I'm not just going to watch Wednesday because the world loved it. Yeah. I didn't watch half of the stuff that people think is great. I haven't watched Game of Thrones. I haven't watched Breaking Bad. I haven't watched The Hangover. I haven't watched The Haunting of Blind Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that, that's our entertainment uh, recommendations from last week wrapped up. Um, we're cha- we're, there's a little format change. We're just going to talk about a couple of things each episode and keep you a weekly short chat. Mm-hmm. So I recommend, I recommended something to do with football last week. Yeah. But now I'm also recommending... Going to the football as a neutral supporter. Yeah. Since we last recorded, I went to two games as a neutral. 
Oh, nice. Melbourne Collingwood, King's Birthday, and Richmond St Kilda, uh, both at the MCG, mm-hmm. which is great. So I also recommend just going to the footy at the G. Yeah. Because it's great. Um, going to the footy as a neutral supporter really allows you to judge the idiots that go to the football. I was going to say that because like, <laughs> last year I went to um, a neutral final. Was it Geelong oh, Collingwood? finals are great. Geelong Collingwood, I think. So the atmosphere is crazy and great. I didn't give a shit who won. No. So I don't really like either team. Yeah. Um, and then I was there with, with a, like a couple of friends and I had a fair few more drinks than I do at the game that I'm invested in. Did we go to that one together? No. I'm sure we went to... Anyway, yeah. Maybe we weren't sitting together. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, um, it's... Yeah, so last night at the footy that I went to, I was sitting... Um, and in, You sit in the general admin if you're going as a neutral, Mm -hmm. rather than I sit in a bay of one fan base. Yep. Because then there's a couple of Richmond supporters here, a couple of St Kilda's here. One guy, I'm pretty sure, paid 30 bucks to go to a footy game just to abuse Razor Ray Chamberlain. I mean, it's money well spent. You know you're going to get a lot out of it. From level four, row R of the MCG. You should have heard the people <laughs> on level one, row A, that we're doing it. So Everything that happened. So there's four field umpires in a game of footy now. Yeah. Every decision that was made. Was, was his fault. Was, oh, good input on the game, Razor. <laughs> or something that didn't happen. Ray, get in, make an impact on yeah. the game. <laughs> to the point where behind me, I'm pretty sure there was a boyfriend and girlfriend and the girlfriend was going to the footy for the first time with the boyfriend. Right. So he was, I could have taken a photo of, the, you know, that meme format where there's a guy explaining to a girl and the girl couldn't care less. Okay, yeah. I could have taken a photo of them. Yeah. She at one point turned to the boyfriend and said, which team does he play for? <laughs> <laughs> because she thought this guy was abusing a player that had no impact on the game. Yeah. Um, which could have been Jack Revolt last night. He didn't do a lot. Uh, he had a few score involvements. Yeah, involvements. You know, one of my favourite stats is goal surge. Have you is heard that a that stat? One? No, I yeah. haven't heard that one. I've only heard it once. At some Bulldogs game once, it was like Marcus Bontempelli. Uh, disposals, clearances, score, score involvements, goal surges. Does that mean like you running towards goal? I, I don't know. I looked it up and it, I, I think it's like the big impact that results in a score. Yeah. But, like, how far back do you do it? Well, that's what I get with score involvements. It's like if you take If you're Tim English mark, and you get the tap out... Yeah, is that, that a score involvement? In a bond getting a clearance to Jamara who kicks a goal. Is that a score involvement? But then also if you're Tim English and you tap it to um, Shea Bolton who gets a clearance and kicks it to Jack Rebond, he gets a goal. Is that a score involvement for Tim English? Yeah, it is, it but is. not a good one. <laughs> no, not, not on his stat sheet, though. Um, so I, I recommend going to the to going to the footy as a neutral supporter. Footy's a great game. The MCG is a great venue, and it's a great atmosphere. Mm. Uh, and it's just good to listen to people be idiots. Oh, I, I okay. This people being idiots because I sit as I think I said last week. I sit in the same 
spot for Richmond home games. Yeah. There's sometimes there are now random people that pop up. Like I'm like, I've never seen you two before. Where have you come from? And then it's like very critical of the people that have just come. <laughs> but then you can't say they're fair weather supporters because it was raining a lot last night. Can you say you don't even go here? You didn't to those go here. people. So there was one point, and I was going on about how one, one of our players, Nick Floston, I'm like, he's a legend. Yeah. Like, amazing. He saves, like, so many goals tonight. Oh, and he kicked a goal. Too. Yeah. And he kicked a goal, right, which he doesn't do because he's yeah, a backman. Yeah. Yep. And then I was like, he's so good. And then these women, one woman that was sitting behind us goes, oh, Nick Foston has done nothing tonight. And Mem and I just looked at each other like, what? <laughs> And then I did that thing where you kind of talk out loud, but not to them. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, oh, I just looked up his stats. Mum, I just looked up Nick Lawson's stats. He goes, she goes, oh, what are they? I go, oh, 20 disposals, 10 marks and a goal. That's pretty good, don't you think? Yeah, it's very good. We were um, doing a little bit of that. The middle brother that I went to the footy with last week was doing a bit of that for the guy behind us that just didn't understand the rules well enough to be able to abuse the umpires. Yeah. Like if you know the rules and the umpires clearly miss something or call something wrong, you can yell something over the fence, Mm. right? But if someone gets the ball and is tackled as they're getting the ball, you cannot abuse the umpire and say that should be holding the ball. Yes. Because you obviously don't understand prior opportunity. Sorry to non-football fans that are listening. Yeah. But that goes for every sport. If you don't know the rules, Uh don't abuse the people who are paid to enforce the rules. I saw a TikTok. they know it better than you. I saw a TikTok. It's kind of like this. It's people don't know sport. And I nearly was going to like report this person for being a dickhead, right? It was about netball. Yep. And this, I think, American guy was like, he had him and his green screen TikTok and on that was like footage of the most boring parts of netball. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's like, I just discovered this sport. Apparently it's called netball. And it's like unseasoned basketball and you can only be this. And he, I was just like, it looks so boring. And I was going to reply and go, you just discovered it and you think you know what the sport's about, mate. But also, and also you just showed, like, there's a player in the um, Nepal League. He, she's dominates. She's yep. fucking six foot eight or something. Yeah, yeah. And she dominates. And all they showed were her getting these passes really close to the thing and getting the ball in. Like not actually any not, of their no highlights. kind of intercepts or contacty big collisions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I, it's just like, mate, what are you talking I about? I think if you want to criticise something, you have to know something about it. Yeah, I find American football boring. But yeah, but I don't know. I'm the not going to say nuances. it's a shit sport. Yeah, because the people that are into it love it and are mm. really excited. And I don't get why it takes forty five minutes for one minute on the clock to pass. Yeah, but they do. And, yeah. you know, a lot of people find baseball boring. Yeah. Because it lot does of people go for find sports three and a half boring. hours. Yeah. But I know baseball, so I know what's going on. I'd still yeah. rather play than watch baseball. But anyway. That's like, you know, soccer. I'm not a huge fan of soccer. I recommend knowing something before you criticize it. Yeah, there you go. What are you recommending this week? Um, <clears throat> I watched one of my favorite shows is Backley. Yeah. Black Mirror. Oh, I am madly trying to catch up on five seasons of Black Mirror so I can watch six. Well, you don't need to because it's not a series. It's yeah, like I know. isolated yeah, shows. but I still feel like I should watch them. Um, and I watched, so the new series came out. I watched the first episode, which has Annie Murphy in it. 
Yep. Shit's Creek. And Selma Hayek. Maybe I'll watch, rewatch Shit's Creek. Maybe you should not. I recommend <laughs> watching something new. Lee. Okay. Um, God, it was good. It was a bit of a slow start. And I was like, where are they going with this? Was it a long episode? Oh. Uh, hour and a not bit? Really. No, less than an hour. Oh, like okay. 50 something. Yeah. Um, didn't feel that long though. It was very just classic Black Mirror. There's a normal thing and then they put a twist on it. So, a your mind goes, twist. oh, my God, this could really happen to me. Yeah. I re- I've watched- And it's hard to kind of recommend something and talk about Black Mirror and I can't really say anything. Because <laughs> I'll give yeah, it okay. away. If you like Black Mirror, you'll, you'll like Black Mirror. But I think Annie Murphy was great. Yeah. Selma Hayek was hilarious because she's kind of playing herself. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it good to see Annie Murphy in something else? Uh, yeah, and at the start of it, I was a bit concerned she was just going to be the same, but yeah, then yeah. she was not. Oh, good. The The ones of Black Mirror that I like are the ones that make the comment that say the technology you love could fuck you up one day. Yeah, which is kind of what... Uh, yeah, this is a bit as well. So the one... That Bryce Dallas Howard overrated Nepo baby is in, mm-hmm. where it's like the rating of each other and everything she does, she puts on the what their episodes version of social media and gets five stars. Yeah, then her rating plummets. Yeah, like that's like saying that could fuck you up. The Instagram. Yeah, right. Follow us on Instagram anyway. Or the one that I watched, where it's the husband and wife, and the husband dies. And then she brings him back in like a chat. Oh, yes. Then pays the upgrade for the phone, then yeah. pays the upgrade for the uh, robot version. Who's the woman in that? She was plenty good. Uh, she plays uh, Agent Carter in the MCU. And the husband plays General Hux in uh, the Star- new Star Wars stuff. Yeah. That's not going to help you. No, but I can uh, I can picture But it. I like the comment of that one because his robot is built from his social media profile. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't like that he's too perfect because everything we post on social media is filtered uh, and perfect. Oh. Except our TikToks. Sometimes I don't edit those too much. Donald Gleeson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is in Star Wars. No, but it's like it's just like you know. I know how to say, it, but he's actual person. Yeah. Outside so, of Star Wars, he's also in Harry Potter. Lee, like, come on. Yeah. Okay. So, and the other one is Agent. His dad Peggy, is Brendan Gleeson. Agent Peggy Carter. Um, I just want to look it up because I know I've seen it, and it's going to annoy the shit out of me. So you're recommending watching. Black Mirror, if you've liked Black Mirror. Oh, even if you haven't watched Black Mirror and you like, oh, what should I watch? I've got an hour and I, you have to you have to concentrate on it. Yeah, I do. Like, I watched one the other day. It's freezing. I watched one the other day in the daytime that yeah. wasn't right. Mm. The one where he gets the chip in him and then he's in the haunted house. I should have watched that in the dark. Right. There was yeah. also one that was very good where it was like, oh, no, I can't say much about that. That's a spoiler. It's the guy that plays the new Captain People America. People were trying to kill her. Oh, and the phones. Did you watch that one? And the recording on the phones. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, good yeah. too. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, this one was, latest one was kind of like, um, oh, I can say the general premise of it. So she is just having a normal day. Yeah. Joan. 
the episode is called Joan is Awful. Um, and she was just having a general day. Um, and then she gets home and sees that there's a sh- now a show on, let's call it Netflix. Okay. That co- is called Joan is Awful. And yep. it's Selma Hayek playing her. Oh. And it's legit, like, shot for shot her day. Yeah. But then kind of dramatised a bit for television. Yeah, yeah. And then it kind of sends her into a bit of a spiral. Oh, okay. So it was very good. So what do you reckon you've seen Hayley Atwell in then? Probably that just that. That episode of Black Mirror because yeah. she's in Doctor Strange. Well, no, in- I was just saying she was very good in it, I think. She's in... Uh, Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway. That's it. I've seen her voice. Yeah, yeah. She was yeah. the voice of Mittens. Yeah, Mittens. Definitely yeah. Mittens. Yeah. Um, and she was also in uh, Criminal UK. I think she's in the new... looks like she's in the new Mission Impossible or something. She's in Christopher Robin, as I assume Christopher Robin's mother. No, I just think she was very good in it, in that episode, I think is what I was saying. Yeah, she Not was. I've seen her in it. She is coming, uh, coming up in... Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1 and 2. And she's the voice of Lara Croft in the new TV series of Tomb Raider. Hmm. But she hasn't got Angelina Jolie's tits. Any other quick recommendations before we wrap up? I have a general question for you, which is something that popped up. Yes. It might put you on the spot a bit. Oh, all right. What would you say is the greatest acting performance in a superhero movie ever. Oh. Hmm. That is a bit on the spot. Acting performance in a superhero movie. Not just Marvel, can be DC. Can I have a week to think about it? No, you have to answer it now. Oh. The next 10 seconds. (laughs) Before we run out of time. Um... Christopher Reeve in Superman's pretty good. Okay, okay. Um, uh, as a superhero, because Heath Ledger's Joker is very good. Okay, well, that's okay. That's generally what people are saying, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. So Variety did an article of um, the greatest acting, the 62 best okay, <laughs> why not? performances of um, in superhero movies. Oh, no, hang on. Halle Berry in X-Men. Well, <laughs> now you spoiled it. Um, and I think, yeah, it he was number one. And I do think he's not number one because he's dead. He's number was one because he's very good. Actually very good. But do you know what number two is? What? Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns. Oh, yeah, she's very mm. good there too. Mm-hmm. Here, Michelle Pfeiffer, Batman Returns. Number two, number three is Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther, which is wrong because I thought he was awful. Hmm. Yeah. Christopher Reeve in What about um, Angela Bassett in Black Panther? Surely Angela Bassett in Wakanda Forever. It's the only MCU acting performance that's been nominated for an Oscar. (laughs) So Christopher Reeve is number four. Yahweh Phoenix's Joker is number five. What about Richard Pryor in Superman 3? Ooh, I don't know. No? Alfred Molina in Spider-Man 2. Yeah, you said he was no good in indie. Well, he wasn't. (laughs) And then, then, oh, snap, your computer froze. Yeah, but I think Angela (laughs) Bassett was number 10. At least we got the top five in there. Um, Yeah, Angela Bassett should be higher. I mean, she did the thing. 
She did the thing. Yeah, she did the thing. Um, also, the Tonys were on. Speaking of doing the thing. Yes. Tonys were on during the week. And our friend... Um, Ariana DeBose. Ariana DeBose hosted the Tonys. <laughs> and they she had, she had um, no script. Oh. So she's just oh, like, because, good yeah. luck. Because writer's strike. Writer's strike. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it was funny. And then <laughs> she was at one point, did she did the thing. And then yes. she was like, she'd written notes on her hand to say who was coming up next. And then she goes, she looks at her hand and goes, and I have notes that I can't read anymore. So please welcome to the stage whoever's coming up next. <laughs> please welcome to the stage whoever walks out on stage now. That's it for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you've listened, as I said, if you've listening to this on the Two Drink Cinema feed, then click the link in the episode description to subscribe now to the two out of three recommend feed. We're going to have two podcasts every week. Wow. Good luck, everybody. Wow, good luck, us. Good luck to our editing team. Um, we recommend a fruit tangle. Recommend. Well done, Bilsons. Uh, and we'll be back next week with another drink and another couple of recommendations. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, Lee. Padam. Padam. Padam, everyone. Happy Padam. Happy Padam Pride. <laughs> Thanks for listening to 2 Out of 3 Recommend. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast was produced and pay our respects to Elders past and present. If you'd like to support the podcast and become a member, gaining early access to episodes and an exclusive episode each month, sign up as a member using the link in the show notes. If there's something you'd like to recommend to us, get in touch on the socials or in our Facebook group. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your podcast app or on YouTube. Leave us a rating and review and tell your friends. Cheers. If you're enjoying our random chat in this podcast and you're a fan of films, check out Two Drink Cinema. Each week we create a cocktail and review a classic movie, diving deep into the story and its impact on the entertainment world. Check out the link in the show notes for this episode or find the highlights on the socials.